Hey, what's up? It's Alex Morgan. And for me, the start of the new year is all about committing to you from day one. Body Armor's got you and here to help you commit to your fitness goals. Buy any Body Armor products at your local store and Body Armor will give you 50% cash back to put towards your fitness journey. Now through March 31st, commit to fit with Body Armor Sports Drink. Visit www.bacommittofit.com for full rules. And shop now at retailers nationwide. Hey there. Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Well, happy first Friday of spring, everybody, and welcome to Big Blend Radio. Our guest on today's show is writer, photographer, and teacher Robert Wheeler. He's an avid Ernest Hemingway enthusiast. In fact, he is the author of Hemingway's Paris, A Writer's City in Words and Images, and today he's going to chat with us about his beautiful new book, and I mean beautiful. This this is coffee table, take it to your favorite room in the house with a glass of wine mm-hmm. book um, or whatever your you know, libation would be, uh, depending on the weather or wherever you are. Um, but it's called Hemingway's Havana, a reflection of the writer's life in Cuba, and it portrays the intimate connection Hemingway had with the land, the sea, the people, the culture, and the politics of Cuba. And when you look at this, I mean, I've had this fascination with this island for years, and it makes me really want to go. But to go from the perspective of Hemingway and kind of get to follow his footsteps this way with these beautiful photos, amazing writing, um, it's incredible. Aww. So you can get it on Amazon, all those good places, but go right to Robert's website. It's HemingwaysParis.com. It's Hemingways-Paris.com because, of course, he did the book on Paris, too. But welcome, Robert. How are you? I'm uh, doing well. A little chilly here in New Hampshire, but I'm doing well and much better now that I'm with you. <laughs> oh, well, we like so, that. And yeah, we're, we we've do. got sunshine for you because we're here in Tucson, uh, Arizona. It's sunny. Spring, we've got wildflowers in bloom. Hummingbirds are uh, out. And margaritas no. <laughs> are being poured around the corner. So, oh, you know, my gosh. We should have well, we done this in Cuba. <laughs> I know, 100%. I have to give out a shout-out to you all. I absolutely love your mission statement that says that education leads to travel, and travel leads to understanding, acceptance, and appreciation of cultures and customs different to our own. And I applaud you for having that philosophy guide your, your shows. So well, thank, thank you for you. having me. Thank you. Thank you for reminding yeah. us yes. of our mission. We <laughs> have to look at that once yeah. in a while and go, are we on track? Um, and I think because we love nice. travel so much, and education that it's 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 one body really and it is the same thing yeah. it just keeps going because of that and i think that's yeah. what's so beautiful about your book too is this different way of looking at cuba because i think you know we've always had these the typical things put out there and now it's right. changed especially being open to tourism what do you think hemingway would have thought about today cuba today wow i think he would have been overjoyed that the embargo, uh, I mean, that the um, Cubans now have a place in Washington, D.C. to call their own home um, with the embassy. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that that day in 2015, I think it was in July, I was in Cuba when it happened. And I have to tell you, there were tears on the eyes of everyone that I was surrounded by. Um, they, they were overjoyed um, with, with, the, with, that, with that fact, the fact and the meaning of that, you know. 
that they now have a home in in the United States and it's the embassy and it's you know and they all said the same thing it was easier to see something better for their life and and they all kept thanking me uh which was just so uh, beautiful it was so i think i think hemingway would be happy that 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 uh at that time that things were starting to turn i'm not sure what he'd think right now given the political climate i think that'd be a mm. tough one <laughs> yeah yeah for it's, sure it's and he yeah. he I mean, he lived in different places, obviously Paris, and then and ended in in Idaho. But you yeah. know, when you look at Cuba, he he went back and forth there a lot, and um, yeah. he eventually left. Was it really because of too many tourists? Um, was it the politics? What was it that made him say, "Okay, we're not staying here anymore"? When he really loved he, it, he was he was entrenched in that oh, community. Yeah. Oh, he well, um, one thing that we don't quite uh, hear enough is that uh, Cuba was Hemingway's most permanent home. He lived there more than he lived anywhere else, and he uh, felt. He, he and, and and by the way, that's why I, that's why I decided to uh, pursue writing this book. Um, mm. I wanted to find out what what he loved about the people and the culture and the country, and what the people loved about and respected and admired about him. And that's what I, I hope I did in in this particular book in a in a more sentimental um, way. Uh, a lot less academic and Wikipedia way. Um, but, um, geez, I just started getting on to something. What was the initial question there? Uh, why did he leave? <laughs> oh, that, that's the sad part. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he would come and go from his beautiful home in San Francisco de Paula, which is about 20 minutes outside of Havana Center. Um, but he uh, eventually, with the uh, Cuban Revolution and Fidel coming into power, um, even though Fidel and Hemingway got on well, and actually Hemingway supported the Cuban Revolution um, as it was coming to fruition uh, when it began in the Sierra Maestra Mountains. Uh, but in the end, when, 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 the, when, when, uh, when things started to get very tense between the United States and, and, and Fidel, um, above all else, Hemingway was an American and he felt obligated to leave. Um, it was very mm-hmm. sad because the Cubans all say that he found such a sense of peace in in Cuba and in his in, in his home, surrounded by that type of uh, environment, that type of vegetation, and the type of people who looked out for him beautifully, looked out for his well-being, and they felt felt like it was that sense of peace that um, might have contributed to his death nearly a year to the date later when he uh, so he. he he committed suicide nearly a, a year to the date after having left his most permanent home. Wow. Mm. That's so sad. Yeah, sad. It, it, yeah, because it he just, uh, you know, going through, and um, when I first got your book, it, I stayed up with it all night because oh, it was just, you just get entrenched in it. And then I got all into the photos. And I love that you take these photos where you really, you feel like you're there and it's, it's um, you feel like you're, Looking through someone's eyes in a way, but also yeah. yours. I can't even explain that. Oh, that's like, nice. Oh, that's nice. Double I, eyeball. I, I love the way you explain. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the, that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really neat. I was just, you know, reading about him and his personality of from the stories of the people that you met. That's what I thought was so amazing uh, to meet, like Mario, the fisherman, and Patricio, right. the artist. I mean, to have these kind of connections. That's really special. I mean, did has a lot of people decided to go out and talk to the people that he was, you know, connected with throughout his life? 
Yeah, I think there has been a lot of there has has been a lot of interest, of course, in his life in Cuba, and it's rather hard to 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 get there and to get these true, you know, uh, sources, these true stories from these original sources. Uh, but it's happening more often. But a lot of times, this turns into more of an academic paper, um, mm-hmm. and um, I think something gets lost in the translation when you go um, with that style of writing. It, mm. it, I, I always, I, I, somebody once said I had fl- a flowery style. I don't think it is that. I think it, it just feels sincere to me. You know, I just try to listen and try to, yeah, right, right, right. I think it's more personal. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you feel that. like you that you met Hemingway. And yeah, that's, that's awesome. And I don't feel like he's dead. You know, it always right. comes no. as a surprise to me. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, the, you know, and, and when you go to his home, you actually feel that way because the place oh, seems suspended in time. You know, it's Ooh. it's. It, I I love mm. that. I, I think one of the Cubans said to me, and I write it in the book that they feel uh, if they leave everything in its proper place, the 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 spirit of Hemingway feels comfortable to come back and reside within the the walls mm. like he once once did and I thought that was just beautiful. There's so many touching moments throughout my nearly six weeks stay that that appear in this book. That's cool. So you were there like for the full six weeks. I mean that. I mean, do you, do you want to go live there for a while? <laughs> <laughs> I have to be honest with you. So what I uh, I actually have a book on its way to uh, President Raul Castro. And in it, wow. I put a letter saying, you know, I, 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 I was touched by the country and by the people, and, um, and I uh, hope I honored your, your country and, and your culture um, through my words and my images. And if you can find it in your heart to have me perhaps teach uh, for a semester, a year in the University of Havana, um, I would be so uh, honored to do so. So who knows, Ooh, right? I would cool. love that. I think that would be super fun. Oh, wow. Well, you know, I think it's Wouldn't a real possibility. So, so many musicians went over and taught. I mean, you know, Ry Cooter, what he did with, with, you know, the Buena Vista Social Club, he really opened our eyes, I think, to mm-hmm. Cuba as well. Um, but then before that, yeah. there was like Fleetwood Mac and, uh, well, I should say Mick right. Fleetwood who did it. All these musicians went over to teach yeah. and bring instruments over. And watching right. that was just so Every kind, anytime I could see a documentary on that, I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> I want to go. Right. The teaching part. Yeah. There's a. You have a photo, uh, it, and it's um, Nancy's got the book because she likes to hold on to them. But I know. Um, yeah. I know. Once oh, you get nice. all of it, there's, thanks, Nancy. Yeah, I know. There's a there's a photo of of uh, a, like their band and they're leading a band. It's like a school band. It's it's the photo across from the university, which looks so beautiful. And you're oh, like, sure. In, something that you'll never hear again. Like this is that experience where no one else is hearing this but you at that moment. Like right. That that right. teaching moment too. It's so cool. Wow. I love that. And again, the little caption under there says exactly what you said. It says the reward is to hear what no one else hears. And I think that's a, a I think that's a beautiful I, I always keep that philosophy in mind whenever I um well when to be honest with you when I'm parent as a husband as a teacher mm-hmm. Um, when I travel, you know, it's just to try to listen for something in between the spaces. Mm, exactly. I think that, and that's what I was saying also, I know before you, we went on the air here, um, about the captions on the photos to me, 
you you taught me something there. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna have to change what I do on Instagram now. <laughs> but no, that's really true. I've always thought that you know Nancy's an artist, and I always wanted to write poetry for her art. You know, we always wanted to do right. and something with, like and that. music behind it or something. And now we do right. videos, so there we go. <laughs> we get to do that. Nice. Different, but <laughs> these captions are so to be able to boil it down, and even in the writing that you've done is that sense of place. To put someone in there, yeah, because you could go and read Hemingway's life and everything he did from right. date to date. But there's a right. different thing where you can understand somebody from being someplace. How much of that uh, came from taking walks around Cuba like he did? Because he, he was a walker, uh, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was a walker, and I really emphasize that point in the book. Um, mm. I walked for miles in that city under the hottest of conditions because it was July. And um, <laughs> I found a, yeah, not only did I drop 10 pounds, <laughs> which is cool. nice, okay. but, but, I, but I also, I, you know, I, I, I uh, met so many charming people along the way and saw so many unexpected sights along the way um, and experienced an inner sense of peace and joy along the way. Um, and so, um, so I actually, ha- at the end of the book, I suggest a few walks that I took mm. that meant a lot to me. And that also meant a lot to Ernest Hemingway. Cause again, I was, as you mentioned, trying to follow in his footsteps, but I also talk about even the significance of walking. Cubans don't have a, a, a much of a choice, but to walk, uh, many of them. And, uh, and they, you know, you can start off, I, 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 I would listen to their stories and they would tell me they would start off with their significant other and they would be uh, in turmoil. And by the end of the walk, they would want to embrace. And what mm. happens along that walk that enable that is it the, is it, they describe that there's vitamins in the, in the sea air that comes in off the Malacone, the Havana mm. seawall. And it, is it the, you know, what is it that, that, that is, it the, is it the beautiful reflections? That they, is it the flowers, the flora that they see along the way? You know, is it the architecture that seems to be crumbling, but yet it still looks like a, uh, some kind yeah. of a piece of artwork, right? Yeah, it's warm. So, mm. Yeah, color. right? There's yeah, a warmth so because everything's rounded. It's it's there's not like arches, pointy. There's there's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's rounded. And once it's rounded, then yeah. it's warm. And then it it goes oh, more with a human body versus what we yeah. construct little boxes on the hillside thing. That's a beautiful, beautiful way to say it. And even hopefully the prose in this book is rounded. You know, anything meaningful, hopefully it doesn't have those jagged edges like you talk about, right? That, yeah. that's, a, that's an interesting concept. I like that. No, I was, I'll go ahead and no, I was just going to say it's it's not easy to make things come across personable and I think you did a really yeah. good job on that I, you know as soon as I started reading it which I just got my hands on it because someone else had it for we're, a we're long terrible we, we have wars <laughs> we have book wars book wars this is where That's this is where like uh, Nancy now gets to be boss but I was boss of it like for yeah. a while because I wasn't letting no, go of it no but it, it's hard That's to, so nice. to be personable sometimes and and you do a really good job of that without being um Invasive, and I think there's a yeah. real that wow. you know sometimes Texture. when somebody crosses that line of being personable into telling you what you should think, this is right. really like a nice path to I give you this, think about it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Carne asada is back at Cafe Rio. Try tender steak that's marinated for hours in a blend of hand squeezed lime juice, fresh cilantro. 
garlic, and a hint of serrano peppers. Grilled to perfection, sliced just right, and ready to serve in your favorite entree. Carne asada is only here for a limited time, so stake your claim today. Visit your closest Cafe Rio restaurant or order ahead in the app for pickup or delivery. The obsession is real at Cafe Rio. I love the playoffs. Anything can happen. But the best part? It's like bonus football. And bonus football means betting bonuses with Gambit DC. For a limited time, get up to a 57% multi-sport parlay boost on the Gambit DC app, online, or at any Gambit DC retail location throughout the district. It's the most exciting time to be a fan. So make your play and get the whole field advantage with Gambit DC. Limited time offer, terms and conditions apply. Please buy responsibly. That's interesting. You're right. Uh, to, to, you're right. There's some, but, you know, that's such an interesting, like it took me 54, well, I think I, I think I finally found my voice in writing when I wrote um, Hemingway's Paris, mm. a writer's mm. city in words and images. But it came mm. from a, a love and an appreciation of, which you have, music. And it came mm. from a love and appreciation of sculpture and of architecture and of painting and poetry. And um, whenever, when all the arts tend to blend with all the academic knowledge, something beautiful started to come out of that. So You said blend. We like that. You, yeah. you get 10 points. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, every time someone says blend, uh, that's that's a good thing. I want I want to go back okay. to the walking part too because yeah. we actually we formed a Facebook group called One Hour Walk, and we do it on social media on Twitter hashtag One Hour Walk everyone for so many reasons. Um, Nancy and I were on a we've toured and you've been to Africa too. I want to talk about that because yeah. that's where we lived for many years. And oh wow, um, everything was always walk walk walk. You know. And when yeah. we got to this country, it seemed almost unwalkable in some ways, yet we have these amazing trails like the Appalachian Trail. We have, you know, the Pacific oh. Crest Trail. We have all – we really sure. do have all of these things. But we were on the road for three years with our Spirit of America tour. It was our quest to visit every single national park unit. And mm-hmm. we kept going in circles back to the same places. And now we're back <laughs> home in Tucson. We live a very, nice. very small place, <laughs> tiny life, so that we can be on the road all the time. So our tour is relaunching in fall. Nice. But what we noticed when we were traveling is this need for people to walk in historic downtowns and mm-hmm. understand a city because it's actually part of preserving a city and wow. also people not understanding that going into a park beyond a community park like a national park, Yosemite, right. um, you know, Gettysburg, all of these amazing places we have does not right. mean that you have to be an athlete. So we're trying to right. get people out. but. Getting into this habit of one-hour walk, because we need to walk because we're in front of our computers all the time, we start yeah. our days typically with a one-hour walk, catching the sunrise. There's this creative, creative thing that happens, that it's, and you start to look at everything as art, like you were talking about. There's something right. that happens. There's a meditative yeah. thing. I think we're more open. Did he did he walk yeah. in the mornings? I know he liked to walk yeah. after and go get a cocktail after writing. Um, <laughs> did he do Some like reward system? Yeah, did he walk in the mornings? Yeah, so uh, well, he would usually write in the early mornings, and mm. then he would walk after the writing was produced. And mm. if it went well, then yeah, he was the first to tip one back at the many different bars that dot, dot any landscape. But your emphasis on walking um, is a beautiful thing, and as a matter of fact, my next book um, that's currently being negotiated right now 
I've written it already and shot it um, along with a, a wonderful photographer named Anna Solo, but it's Boston's Freedom Trail. And it's a, it's a sensory wow. look at the birth of freedom in America in, wow. and along the streets of Boston. But it's done, it's, it's, I produced it and created it in the same manner with these uh, lyrical paragraphs and then hopefully the poignant black and, on this one, there'll be black and white images like there were in, in the Paris book. But the wow. walking, I, I, my kids were raised along the Freedom Trail. Um, their stroller constantly all, all through the Granary Burying Ground and all through, you know, they knew who Benjamin Franklin was, you know, when they were three. Cool. <laughs> and they, mm-hmm. they, they, they knew the North End like the back of their hands, you know. I mean, so it, it has a very, this is a, a very special piece to me, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that um, that will come out soon. But you it, better but, but keep the, us posted. Seriously. Oh, I you will. have our email. <laughs> I saw that on, on your website, yeah. and I love that whole idea. I mean, that's really what Lisa and I are totally into um, seeing the parks, walking the trail, and learning to look up as well as yeah. down. and Because um, yeah. we have snakes and trees. Well, because <laughs> right, right. Yeah. A lot of people forget <laughs> to look up. And, yeah, know, and, and of, if you go walking with with little kids, then you learn to look down and see bugs and all sorts of creepy crawlies on the ground. And then, yeah. you know, then they get to the age where they start climbing things and trees and you look yeah. up. And yeah. if you learn to look all of it, then you really get that sense of place. Uh, and kids are notorious for taking, you know, diverging off the path well-worn. They'll mm-hmm. go, my kids would would run down a little alley and all of a sudden I'd yep. be chasing after them and I'd find this, the, the most perfect bread shop. You know, it's just, just little cool. surprises mm-hmm. that present themselves. But the problem, like I remember taking students to Paris and trying to do the Hemingway walks, but the, the Hemingway walks, they, they meander. And when I would meander, somebody would say, wait a minute, weren't we supposed to eat at 1130? Oh, <laughs> why, why yeah. <laughs> Yeah, why aren't we at the restaurant right now? Instead, we're two miles off of that spot. But that's what's supposed to happen. That, that's when but you're having I think fun. So. Yeah, you're supposed right. to take detours, yeah. and you're supposed to get lost. That is, I don't. Yeah. I refuse to use GPS. I, I, I know oh, I get lost, yeah. and it's not a good thing for getting to appointments on time. So I right. do plan for that. But there is something about getting lost, and even if you run out of gas, yeah. so what? It's an adventure. But sure. the walking thing, that's something, as soon as I got your book in hands, I mean, it just even the front cover, I'm like, oh, that's a walkable place. And I right. started paging through. I didn't start reading, and I was like, this is a book of walks. And I yes. can tell through your photography that the observance, that's, a, that's what mm. I'm saying. I think there's this connection between being super observant. Yeah. And it hones your oh, skill nice. as, a, as someone in, there's, a, nature teaches you composition. And if you're in a city yeah. setting, you're going to learn composition from buildings, sculptures, right. people. Yeah, yeah there's, right. there's something right. that happens. And in writing, that's something we hardly ever talk about, even though mm-hmm. writing is, this is my composition. There's something to composing in writing. Yes. There's a, oh, that's beautiful. It's true, right? Mm. Composition, I think that's a beautiful word. I had a wonderful teacher named Donald Murray who said to, our, his, our, uh, to us, his writing students, he said, you know, I want, I want you guys to start generating ideas. Now, a lot of people would say, well, then you create a web or you create an outline or some sort. And he says, no, I want you to do one of two things. Either leave class now and take a walk and mm. just daydream. Um, have the topic kind of in the back of your mind, but let it take its own course. 
or do what I do. I'm going to leave and I'm going home and taking a nap. (laughs) (laughs) And he, he would, and so I, I tried his way and went home and took a nap and yeah, it's true. You, you, you go to bed and you, as you, you're thinking about the topic in which you want to pursue and it just, a whole new aspect of the topic reveals itself. So Hmm. beautiful. Yeah. We have that in common. Sometimes, um, especially when we're in, in Vegas, <laughs> when you're on the, a lot of people, they have no idea who they are, where they come from, where they're going, what, but you have an idea what they're doing. It's yeah. really fun to sit in one of the restaurants or food places and maybe just pick on a couple people and decide what they're talking about, who they are, right. what they do for a living, and what would yeah. happen if they were suddenly transported to, like, Africa or something. Oh, right, right, right. Wouldn't be fun. And that would be cool. That would be. And from what I, you, you lived in Africa for a while? South yes. Africa and Kenya. Mm-hmm. Oh, how beautiful yeah. was that, right? Oh, that's cool. So did you go there? Because I know that, that I don't like the hunting part of Hemingway, okay? I'm no, just going to be upfront on that. I just can't help it. But um, okay. everyone's got their different things of what they do. But, I mean, look at Teddy Roosevelt mm-hmm. and then what he turned around and did for our national park system and saving public land. Thank God for him. Right, um, right, right. <laughs> he's right. like the dude. So Hemingway, yeah. I mean, he was, wasn't was he inspired by him in some ways? Is that what got him out oh, to yeah. Africa? Wasn't there? Yeah. There was yeah, a the hunting. Uh, and just so you know, I'm not a hunter. I'm, I'm To be honest, I'm not a fisherman. I'm not a mm-hmm. big drinker, although I love my – I covet my cocktails – um, but I, but I love, I love Hemingway for different reasons. I fell in, I, I, I was in, I, I met Hemingway in 1986. Didn't literally meet him, but I met him by reading a posthumous mm. book called the garden of Eden. And mm. on the very first page, it was about a man and a woman on an extended honeymoon in Mediterranean France. And, and, um, uh, I couldn't believe the use of language and pl- and setting and, uh, I, 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 and, and how sensory, the writing was is that that's the part of Hemingway mm-hmm. that I hope to project in the Paris mm-hmm. book and now in this Havana book is this is the mm-hmm. is the more emotional Hemingway so but I so when I for example when I went to um, uh, Africa I, I I didn't go to uh, I would love to do a photo safari a ph- photographic mm-hmm. safari where I'd I love think to that'd see be that. super fun right mm-hmm. super, but I I I was only in the um, country of Angola Oh, um, and I was in this, yeah, yeah, in the city of Luanda right after their uh, their um, long civil war. And I was yeah. there with my wonderful my wonderful uh, father-in-law, who's a Portuguese historian. And they were oh, wow. they invited these, uh, yeah, they, they invited these academics over uh, to discuss, you know, ways in which they can recreate a country after a 27 year civil war. So wow. I was in, yeah, Luanda, a city built for. Mm-hmm. Um, 500,000 people and there were 4.5 million people in it. And so you can imagine wow. there was no, no infrastructure. Aye, aye, aye. But, I, <laughs> but in a Hemingway sense, I wanted to see what a, a post-war torn country looked and felt like. So mm. that's what, that, that was my Hemingway connection. That Because Hemingway is always rushing to various wars to cover them as a reporter and then mm. to write about them like uh, the Spanish Civil War and uh, for whom the bell tolls. So that's why I was in uh, Africa. That's amazing going there, and I, w- I want to hang out with your father-in-law because I have a thing about Portugal. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is, oh, but there's so like, fun. yeah, yeah, you know, you that's, would love- but, but Angola. But a lot of my friends actually yeah. um, 
were sent out there when when I was in high school in South Africa. Um, I don't know if they do it now. Um, as soon as you graduate high school, if you're a guy, you're going you're going into you're the going military. In. And oh, um, yeah. a lot of my friends and friends before I was in high school, like you know, just a lot of people I know ended up fighting. Marshall Nancy mm-hmm. went to Angola, wow. and yeah. uh, it it was wow. Just a lot, yeah. It's just um, very young kids, you know. It's kind of like that, mm-hmm. you know. But if you got into university and you did that first, you just hoped that that law would go away by the time you got out. But most wow. of the time, it right. did. Yeah. So it's it we, was. Yeah. We actually rented a uh, part of a house from a CIA agent who had Ooh. agents that were in Angola. That was in Kenya. Yeah. Wow. South Africa. That was right after we left. Remember which house is that? The long white one, we were in, like, the guest cottage part, and he kept disappearing. He was the one who had the two dogs, hmm. which he named Blackie and Brownie, which was not a smart thing that to do. That was Kenya. That was Kenya right before. Yeah, the yeah it was Kenya. That was yeah, Kenya. Right. a long time. And, you know, wow. we'd, and he, he had agents that would phone and say the funniest things. And I just thought, oh, he's, just, he's <laughs> not really a CIA agent. He's just saying that. But it turned out that he wasn't. They were wow. real agents that were contacting him and showing up, and it was just. You oh. used to take him out to the bush. Nancy would take him I out. I know. And... I took his friends oh, out on game drives. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, hey, I have to tell you, this is another reason why you're going to absolutely love my father-in-law, Douglas Wheeler, and it's because he is also uh, he, he's writing a book now on the history of espionage. Oh. So yeah, yeah, he was in the intelligence agency uh, as an army officer. And so you combine your his uh, love of uh, the study of intelligence and Portuguese history, and wow. you, you've got it made with him. <laughs> Man, we need to have a cocktail party. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I love this, fun. but when you were in Cuba, did you feel like part of Africa was there? Because I think there's something for me, like I, I feel like Africa is there. Yeah. Just the photos, yeah. and then even that there's these forests and these trees, and, you yeah. know, those trees are just amazing. Are they banyan trees? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, there, 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 I, there are banyan trees, but there, I think there are laurel trees. There, I, okay. I, forgot, hmm. I forgot what trees they were that line the Prado that were, that are just absolutely stunning. But yeah, the, uh, you know, the Afro-Cuban religion is alive and well. Hmm. Santeria is alive and well <laughs> in in Cuba, and um, and and it's beautiful to witness. It's beautiful to. Um, See that appreciation for the goddess of the sea, and uh, that, mm. that that's tied to the African continent. Continent, and to see these uh, people going to the sea and speaking silently, uh, just lips moving, and placing flowers on the sea, and hoping that uh, someone in their family is going to uh, heal from an illness or or uh, get accepted into a school or a job of their um, liking. So, um, yeah beautiful connection to africa that uh cuba does share for sure obviously music too that's a thing. yeah yeah, music. yeah. Uh, and and, yeah. and the centuria here we go and, it's, and it's, i yeah. like the the outdoor eating mm. thing yeah. oh. that yeah. anything it, you can I, do outdoors do I it. Know. <laughs> it just you know that's one of the things i miss about you know having to be back here in the states now there are places of course you can yeah. eat outdoors but it doesn't have that um those nice light yeah. white lacy chairs and pretty yeah. flowers and fountains and birds and Mexico has it yeah. as soon as you Mexico, cross the border it's yeah, there. Yeah, Mexico has it. You, yeah, and you just yeah. expect to eat outside. Yeah. 
You're right. You're right. It's like trying to find a really nice Parisian cafe in the United States. It's for some reason that it gets lost in the translation. It does. Uh, but yeah, there is something about that. But you're right. There are some right now. I mean, there's a culinary delight waiting for the world when 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 the embargoes lifted and people visit Cuba, they're going to experience some delightful food. Um, mm. I, I I tried to. I tried to, tra- uh, you know, travel like a Cuban. Um, I, I didn't take fancy taxis. I took these taxis that they drive from. In other, the way uh, that most people get around in Cuba is if if a taxi is coming um, down the street, you ask the taxi where it's going, and if and if it's near where you want to go, you jump in. <laughs> so and that's the funny. Way. Can you imagine that here? Yeah, can you? Right, right. I can. Be, I I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, because Kenya was like that, and and yeah, yeah, Kenya was, and you'd get on a bus oh, or like I a van, yeah. and everybody was sitting thing. on top of you. Right. It was a little it was, different. It was. Yeah, it was right. so much fun, though. I mean, I did it yeah. once, and I never did it again because it was. I couldn't get off, yeah. and I ended right. up right. having to go back again because there were so many people on it, and there were goats and chickens and burlap yeah. bags full of cabbage, and I couldn't get out. Mm. And nobody spoke <laughs> English, right. so I was like stuck. Yeah. I'm like, oh well, yeah, yeah. Wow. So how fun is that? Just to share with all these different people. So that 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 was super fun but, too. And chickens but, and chickens. Yeah, yeah. and chickens. Right. <laughs> the lady then, just puts a chicken on your lap. You're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to expect the unexpected, right? <laughs> exactly. That's what travel is about. Let's talk about yeah. his house because I love the pictures in his house. Um, uh and I, you know, there's it's because it's so simple. Yet, you know, and he's right. he's just a fascinating character. I'd like there's like a side yeah. of me that wants to paint him. It's it's weird, and I don't oh. paint. Nancy's a painter, but I want to paint him for some reason because he's got that wow. face. And but his house was so simple yeah. and but yeah. nice. You know what I mean? It kind of it reminds yeah. me of a friend's house in Mexico who's since passed. Uh, we called him the, mm, Commodore. the Commodore. But it reminds me yeah. of the Commodore's house, and I felt immediately like I want to go sit in the reading chair, and that was oh. the thing. He he yeah, like he has his chair, and here yeah. most of the time it's like the Archie Bunker chair to watch <laughs> yeah. TV, but he has his Hemingway chair to read books. That's funny. <laughs> you know, he yeah, like Hemingway. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he he did, did. yeah. Wow, I've never heard that. That's this is a first. <laughs> Archie Bunker, Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> but you're right about the chairs. I mean, they that that was his coveted spot. That was the place where you would find Ernest Hemingway, either at the chair reading, having a cocktail, speaking with friends, uh, people that would drop in. What I love too is their dining room table. Mary and Ernest would always set the table. Um, and, and the people that would help uh, run the Finca, they would always set the table um, for three, just in case the uh, slight possibility exists that someone would drop by, that they would mm. feel welcome. And I oh, think nice. that's a beautiful sentiment. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. And I love that Mary had to have candles going for every dinner. You know, it makes me want to tonight light a candle when I have dinner, you know. Just, yeah. But you're right. There's these simple the simple walks they would take out on the uh, on on their on their land, um, the the the, the uh, just everything about the home didn't uh, mm-hmm. insp- it doesn't make you think ornate. It makes you just clear headed, simplicity, Function. quite nice. Yeah, function right, and comfort. Right. Yeah, in a working I like home. That. I mean, this yeah, this I feel is like his office. 
Yeah. You, so you could open all the windows and it would be fine, you know. Like it oh, would just beautiful. That's the way to live. You don't have to worry about things blowing out or, oh, my oh. little trinket fell down, you know, <laughs> right, or right. whatever. Or you yeah. have to dust the trinket. Who wants to dust the trinkets? Yeah. That no. Exactly. Just open all the windows. Will take care exactly. of it. Exactly. You got to have the breezes yeah. when you're in that kind of, you know, and and that's that beautiful, yeah. you know, breeze from the ocean. The other part too that was fascinating to me, and I was looking at this because of his. You know, being the reporter side and being in wars and also how, you know, writing and, and you know, keeping track of his, you know, the number of words he's written yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So he has right. this measuring process, you know. Um, right. But he also did that for his health and his health, you know, I mean, he was a heavy drinker, but his health, you know, was, was all over the place in regards to yeah. mentally. And then didn't he get diabetes as well? Like he was going yeah, through a lot. Yeah, he had depression, diabetes, a bit of the alcohol. He had uh, paranoia. He had um, wow. suffered uh, uh, two plane crashes. He had, had concussions. Wow. You know, he had so much that um, that that contributed. A lot of people say, well, by the end of his life, he was get, uh, getting electroshock therapy treatments, um, which which is yikes, devastating. Oh. Yeah, right. Um, but what I what I what I love about Havana was hearing about the fact that these, the, the Cubans that knew him believed that uh, it was the peace that he missed. And had he been able to comfortably mm. return home without the uh, blanket of politics, um, it, it might've saved his life. Just like in, mm. in Paris, um, you know, uh, he was, uh, the last book he worked on in his life was a movable feast. And at the very mm. end of that beautiful moving book is, is um, an apology to Hadley. And um, I think having lost the first true love of his life um, also contributed to, to, to his uh, suicide in 1961. Mm. So finding think, those, yeah, yeah. those, yeah, finding those reasons outside the um, normal reasons um, was, was uh, comforting to me. Um, mm. I, 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 I liked hearing those two reasons. I, I, I like that he keeps track of things. I like that you had photographs of his notes yeah. and you, and the artwork and and things like that. So it was, yeah. it was just interesting because it gives you the again these different insights into a person. And now I want to ask because I know you teach writing, and yeah. I didn't know about this until today because I wanted to like okay, what about on the the you know his his writing and stuff like that? You know, there's the writing, and I read his stuff when I was a teenager, and now mm-hmm. I'm going to go back and reread everything. Oh, nice! <laughs> right? Reading it all. Nice. I'm way. I mean, it's like you know. I read so many of the classes uh, as a kid, like at nine, ten years old. I was like mm-hmm. this crazy reader, and I'd read like Gone with the Wind nice. and That's things like that. There was no television. Yeah, well, I didn't. I know. <laughs> right. Twitter, Twitter friend was asking today. So, what's your favorite cartoon growing up? I'm like, uh, well, there wasn't any cartoons until like England, and we had Postman Pat. Yeah. And I don't know if that's yeah. a cartoon. But any, anyway, <laughs> but that's the thing. I read, read, read all these amazing books. And, you know, right. especially now being, you know, an adult, <laughs> they'll probably right. make more sense. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go back, yeah. and, and your book has inspired me to do that. And that's a oh, nice. great thing for people, I think, too. It's like if you haven't read these books, you, you're going to want to. So you, it's doing oh. two things. One, you're learning about a, an amazing author. You're getting that feeling of who he is. Two, you're going to right. want to read Three, you're going to want to travel there. That's that's the other thing. And four, take a walk. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, good. Yeah. Yeah. You got to take a walk. But what is the iceberg theory that um, I see written about him everywhere? I, uh, what is that? That's the, are we getting jagged lines now? <laughs> yeah. No. This is. Uh, yeah. You're right. We are getting jagged lines. But um, 
but it's it's it, he had, he coined the phrase the iceberg theory, uh, and as a matter of fact, he coined it in the Closeret Lila in Paris. Um, he would write on the iceberg theory, um, and as a ma- and and the funny part is when you take a photograph of the Closeret that particular place on the left bank in Paris, it's shaped like an iceberg, which I couldn't believe when I looked out of a skylight like uh, sky roof window. It's pretty powerful, but. Um, it's the idea that you try to omit as much as possible and just keep the, the top one eighth. So, so there's something that you, you want people to feel more and to have something resonate with them more than you do to tell them more. So even in this book, I've studied Hemingway since 1986. I could have written 4,000 pages, <laughs> right? But instead, mm. I just boil it down to these paragraphs that hopefully inspire the reader to want to uh, learn more about Hemingway, travel to Cuba, take a walk, perhaps at their dining room table for three. Um, so mm. it's, it's the idea is removing as much as humanly possible from the piece but, and leaving just the essence and, the, and, and, and a sense of wonder in the, uh, in the minds of the reader. See, we call it killing that, the babies, which is not a simple. <laughs> but I'm in a blender. Yeah, but we yeah. interviewed a, an author who gave us that that statement, killing the babies. He, it was it, a gentleman. He wrote a um, book about um, the blueprint. Of the, it was about doing videos. Yeah, yeah, about doing yeah. videos and how people have long <laughs> a bunch of stuff for presentations and businesses. Right. And it's really right. true. It's like get to the point, but get. I just believe that yeah. in anything in the arts, that. Yeah. The audience should be part of the creative process, so it should be a co-creation oh, yeah. part. And so, when you Ab- do that, when you have the essence, you're allowing people to to co-create and create. And a lot of people, I remember when we used to teach music, and and people would go, "Oh, I can't carry a tune in the bucket." And I was like, if "I had a ten dollar oh, bill for every I time I've heard that. Line. Can't do that." Yeah, when you taught art, it's that same thing, and it's like, yeah. no, that's what the arts do. They allow you to create when you don't even think you're creating. Exactly, and that that I I would love to see permeate our entire educational system. Like for example, when 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 one teaches the Old Man the Sea, uh, that short novella that Hemingway won the uh, Nobel Prize for, why not hmm. um, uh, why not go outside and play a game of baseball? You know, because the Santiago, the old man, um, reflects on baseball. Why not um, have all the children paint and have them paint lions uh, mm. and, and talk about that process? And why not invite fishermen into the classroom? And why mm. not create the classroom environment? Why not study the little fishing village of Koimar and set the classroom up to look just like the fishing village and eat the same food that the sunset that the class. old man would eat. Yeah, I know. See, right? make, it, make it real. Yeah, make do a play. Real. Yeah, yeah, just make everything come alive a bit. Uh, it, it, I think that would really, um, it would make a more rounded education like we talked about in the very beginning mm-hmm. of this program, right? And you'd remember yeah. it. Yeah, and oh, it, because it's an experience. Yeah. Right. You'd understand yeah. what a certain um, time was, Yeah, oh, what happened yeah, at sure. a certain time rather than the date. Mm. Rather than the dates and plot development and character and yeah. all this other stuff and the test on what exactly happened at, on what page, why not learn how to navigate by the stars? Well, yeah. that's, that's exactly how mm-hmm. history came alive for me. It was through reading books, and it was really through historic novels like John Jake's. 
As soon as you mm-hmm. started talking about the Boston Freedom Trail, my mind went into John Jake's novels, and because yeah. another friend of yeah. ours just oh, nice. read the California Dreaming mm-hmm. book, so now I'm gonna like I now go back and read him. But there's <laughs> certain authors who write historical novels that put you in it, like you can feel the dirt from right. the wagon mm-hmm. wheels. You can, you know, you can smell, uh, you can smell it. You can smell Cuba from your book. I mean, you really can. Oh, that's nice. Thank you know, and yeah. it's it's. It reminds me of certain places of Mexico, and I'm like, I can smell it that. Yeah. yeah, sometimes nice. it smells yeah. funky, and you still like the funk, you know? But yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. But, but it, make it, it sensory. It, yeah. it mm-hmm. is all that, and I think that's the exciting part is when history comes alive, it's when you go, when we were in South Africa, we did a two-year tour. Nancy was doing an, an art tour for um, the Cancer Association, and so we she took me out of school, and I was homeschooled for two years, Wow. And honestly, nice. ditch the, I had to do the books, textbook <laughs> thing and check in at that school to you know, show that mm-hmm. I still have a brain. Right. But I really didn't do well in history, yet I was reading all these novels. I knew yeah. everything, but don't ask me you know, who sailed what ship when. Um, right, but right. I understood the story. Right. And so when we traveled, then when I saw places and went to battlefields, and yeah. stood where Shaka Zulu was, you know, everything changed for me. Like I understood, and I could get the dates right because I understood the setting, the period of those dates. Right. I, you know yeah. what I mean? That yeah. that came alive for me, and so yeah. I think that's important for kids now and all ages yeah. of education is to somehow you have to have that sense of place to have an understanding. Yeah. Without that, you don't have it. You're not going to learn Couldn't the story. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't yeah. agree more. I love that. And that's why I love being on this show is your emphasis on travel is contagious and remarkable, and, and it's the right thing. Well, thank you. This is such a cool conversation. I think we've been everywhere. Is there anywhere we've missed out? Like, <laughs> we've when, done... you, when you travel, you meet people that you wouldn't meet otherwise. And even if you had heard, like, I, oh, before we went to live in Kenya, so many bad, bad, bad things about Africa, and you're going right. to get raped, and this is going to happen, yeah. and all these horrible things are going to happen. And, right. you know, and I, I went anyway, obviously, and then I found that they were the sweetest people. Mm. Right. So helpful. Right. They looked out for you. They tried to help you. And there were so many different tribes, so every person was a, a total different culture and experience. Yeah. And it was so yeah. much fun. That's why we went back right. to live there. I couldn't, I had to go back. I couldn't not go All back right. there. That's why we're still barefoot. Same experience here. That's why we're still there. Same experience here. When I went to Paris, I went back and forth uh, many, many times to get the Paris book right. And everybody here, often the sentiment I always heard was, I can't stand France. The people are rude. And I I never encountered that. that They were so beautiful. I just can't figure it out. And so then when I start to tell them about Normandy and how all the cro- the land belongs to the United States, the French gave it to the United States, and not just when I said that, then I go back and I start to tell them now that, hey, France really helped us, you know, gain independence from the British. You know, there's, mm-hmm, there's a, mm-hmm. a, a real good reason why you should probably like this, these people, and they're very kind people. Just, But it was the same thing with Havana. People thought, are you going to be safe when you go there? I mean, it's a sketchy, mm-hmm. scary place, and it's not. It's it was the most. It was one of the most sincere and beautiful experiences ever in my life. See, that's so. it. 
fear fear is the death of people. I mean, yeah. it's really get over it. Yeah. Um, jump out yeah. of it. And if you're really deadly scared about stuff, just don't do it because something weird will happen to you because you've you've made it. That's what you focused yeah. on. That's what you're going to get. You know, that's yeah. the thing. And, and right. going to Mexico, people are like, you crossed the border. Oh, my God. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, as soon as I cross over, I'm alive. <laughs> I know. You feel I'm free. like, yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm back to, to living, <laughs> yeah. you know. But there's this thing. It's, just, it's like if you go in a park or something like that, I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, or a really cool bar. I mean, one with character, I, you know. I wonder if it's yeah. always hearing yeah. music outdoors. It's a, yeah. yeah, music outdoors is it. But it's, it's really yeah. interesting when you talk about that with France. Um, actually, just last Wednesday, we had an author on our show, Jamie Cat Killan, and she had written yeah. The Parisian Charm School. And nice. so she, we asked her our happy hour question of who she would want to spend happy hour with. Guess who it nice. was? Ernest Hemingway. And wow, nice. <laughs> I know. Nice. So, of course, we talked about you actually on there, and I sent her a link to oh, your books fun. and everything. Um, oh, that's she was, nice. It, her book, it was. It, about charm school, and you know, for me, I th- I thought now this is something good for me to get into. <laughs> I need <laughs> the help. And actually, her book, yes, there's you know how to dress this way and why the colors and, but it got yeah. into the French culture, and yeah. about um, dynamics. So where a lot of Americans may think they're rude, they're really not. It's about dynamics mm-hmm. and taking time yeah. and that right. they. That simplicity, too, because of yeah. going through wars and understanding unhappiness so that wow. every little thing counts. Every wow. little breath you take even, counts. Even in Africa, wow. um, the the Africans look down when they're speaking with you. They don't look you directly in the eye. And that's because mm-hmm. in their culture, that's a direct confrontation. Looking oh, slightly wow. down is a sign yeah. of respect, and yes, I'm concentrating and listening uh, to what you're saying, as opposed to eye-to-eye, which can come off as confrontational and a bit unnerving yeah. if the person ever right. blinks when they're looking yeah. at you. Yeah. So, you know, so people, because even some people who have traveled still don't get that because right. they, they do what I call superficial travel, where you don't mm-hmm. really talk to anybody other than right. maybe a waiter or waitress or someone in a hotel. The yeah. yeah. They don't go and and take a walk down the real streets, not the streets yeah. you're supposed to walk on the other one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go to exactly. the other side of town. Yeah. And those are where the rich uh, and true experiences lie. I, I agree right. with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. I love that. I love it. This conversation rocks. I'm so glad you came on the show and that you wrote are your you book. Are you kidding me? I love this. This, this is cool. Well, now, I do have a question for you because it's not happy hour yet, but it's going to be really there. shortly. The sun is out, and I'm like, the hummingbirds <laughs> yeah, are outside. They're saying, come on, have a I glass of wine early. Now. I know. We uh, could. It's only an hour down the road. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're going to do it <laughs> That'd next Friday. That would be so fun. We're doing it yeah. next Friday. We're going over the border. Okay. So there you oh, go. Oh, good. Okay. Fun. <laughs> I know. Here it is, but um, I want to ask you, this is a new question, because, okay, because yeah. you wrote about Ernest Hemingway, and you're like the dude of Ernest Hemingway, so <laughs> if you were going to take a one-hour walk with Ernest yeah. Hemingway, normally people have to come up with someone else, but I, I want to focus on Ernest, if okay. you were to take a one-hour walk with him yeah. to a bar, <laughs> yeah. <Woo-hoo. laughs> okay, where, yeah. where would the one-hour walk be, okay, and anywhere in the world, what bar are you going to land at? And what are you going to drink, and what do you want to ask or talk to him about? Oh, gosh, I absolutely <laughs> love this. So, okay, I want it to be wintertime, 
Okay. Uh, can I? I can pick the month, right? I'm going to go with February. Anywhere. Yeah. Sure. Go for it. Okay. I'd want to be in Paris with Hemingway. I'd want to um, go to. Um, boy, boy, boy. I. I'll be honest. I. 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 I want to go to either the bar Hemingway. No, I want to go to Bar Two Two Eight at La Maurice because I find that place fascinating and I absolutely love it. Um, and I'd like to just. I, I just want to hear about Hadley. So uh, mm. as a first topic, I'd really like to hear more about um, how I'd want to know, you know, what made him fall in love with her and what their life was truly like and why, why he, you know, in his own words, why he, he ended this, this, that romance. Um, so that, that's where I'd like to be is in Paris in that mm. time. Um, of course, I'd, I'd love to ask him about his uh, adventures in World War II and liberating the Ritz, which i tell you the truth. After we do the Bar 228, let's go over to the Hemingway Bar at the Ritz, okay. which is named the Hemingway Bar, and we'll have Colin make us a brilliant drink, and then um, we'll talk World War II. And then maybe we can go to a, uh, uh, another bar, uh, Brazier Lip, L-I-P-P, and talk about Havana. And that, cool. I think that would be a real nice, nice, nice evening. It'd be super this fun. What a so great cool. question. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that I'm, finally, someone did a bar crawl, a pub crawl. We like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah. Would you ever get on a boat with him in the ocean and talk Ooh. to him? Can I have a cocktail? Absolutely. Yeah, I would have so good. much trust. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you know, I, I, because his knowledge of the sea and his appreciation mm. for the sea and his appreciation for the, the men and women who work on the sea, um, I'd want to hear everything about that. But, you know, it's funny. You, you keep talking about the cocktail. Uh, I, <laughs> I always thought I wanted to uh, start a, a business called the Right Tail, W-R-I-T-E cocktail, where I just take uh, CEOs out or whoever out that wants to learn a little something more about writing and how to just make things a little bit more clear, a little bit more uh, memorable, alluring, um, and we just chat it out over a cocktail at a bar and then separate, you know. And that's I like it. that. The right cocktail. We, I think that'd be super. We, yeah. We always talked about owning a theme park and calling it Alcohol World, and it would have to be on an island. Now it's Wiggy World because <laughs> yeah. we call cocktails Wiggies because yeah. it makes your tail feathers oh, Wiggy. The first yeah, step. it'd have to be on an uh, island, and nobody would be allowed yeah. to drive, and you'd have to walk oh. from one bar to another, and everyone Perfect. would have to be a totally different um, country. Oh, so fun. you would have, you know, um, Japanese music, Japanese <laughs> cocktails, Japanese food, and then you could go next door and have Swedish music and Swedish oh, cocktails. It's dangerous. That sounds fun. Okay, we have to get together, I have to tell you. you yeah, would that be fun, though? Just yeah, to, like, that would be fun. Just go from country to country. But please do yeah. let us know about the, your book fun. when that comes out, um, the, the Boston Freedom Trail, because I think that oh, is sure. so fascinating. That history, I can't wait to get to Boston. I want to mm-hmm. go oh, like where the tea was dumped. Like yeah. I thought that I oh, thought yeah. that was the coolest <laughs> thing. And then one of there's a, a gentleman I know in um, Idlewild, California, it's a little mountain town, and he has this tea shop. And I, I, you know, when you hear about the tea party and everything you think of tea bags and tea leaves right bags big bags of tea leaves well then he showed me this this tea brick (laughs) and then i'm like now i have to go to boston yeah (laughs) there you go 
Well, and, you and have a just, tour guide when you get here. <laughs> oh, that is so cool. We're excited. So keep us posted on that. Um, everyone, again, uh, go get Hemingway's Havana. I'm going to try to say that correctly now. A reflection <laughs> of the writer's life in Cuba or Cuba. Uh, is it Cuba or Cuba? Yeah. Cuba. Uh, depends. Tomato, tomato. But I go Cuba. Okay, <laughs> okay Cuba. It's on Amazon. Of course, go to Robert's website. It is Hemingways-Paris.com. He's also on Facebook as well. Um, I want to thank everyone for joining us. We're going to close with some music. Don't forget, Big Blend Radio (laughs) airs daily at 4 p.m. or 7 p.m. 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Thursday, Friday through Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. But we got a special song. I always like to do this. And no, it's not Cuba music. And I just, I, I don't know, but I listened to this, and I was like, this has to, I don't know. This it is just, the way. This is it. <laughs> I have nothing to Let's, say other than that, and um, the the band totally rocks. It is called the nice. Kwame Benet Shakedown, and they're out of wow. Harlem. And Kwame has been on her, she's been on the front cover <laughs> of a magazine when his first EP nice. came out, uh, was raised in West London, what was born from Ghana, in Ghana. Nice. And... Nice. I mean, he's like Bob Marley and Wilson Pickett, Sam and Dave in one person. (laughs) How cool is that? Yes. He's he's awesome. But his latest album is out. It's called Roots, Rock, and Universal Love. And um, he did a lot with Vernon Reed on it. And this song, I don't know, it just makes me feel it's got like a little bit of Africa and and a little bit Uh, of, you know, I would say some Spanish music in there. But it, it hits hard. And... I don't know. It just feels right. So here it is. Setting sun. Everybody you can go to KwameBenetShakedown.com. <laughs> yeah, again, go get Hemingway's Havana by Robert Wheeler and go to Hemingway's-Paris.com and keep up with us. Our schedule is at BigBlendRadio.com. Thanks so much, Robert. Thank you so very much, Nancy and Lisa. Much appreciated. You too. Take care and you. enjoy right. your cocktail. <laughs> okay, I sure will. You too. And I hope our paths cross soon. Take good oh, care. Oh, they will. They will. Thanks. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.